Hey Vince, you know what's a really neat card that I've seen recently? Brian, there's no time. Ravnica Allegiance spoilers are up. They're coming up thick and fast. This has to be out before Monday. Oh my god! It's been two weeks already? Spoilers! <laughs> Welcome to Dice to Removal. I'm the Professor. This is Pleasant Kenobi, and we are going to talk about Ravnica Allegiance spoilers and previews. So far, we are not even with the complete spoiler yet, and we have so much to talk about. And I just want to get right to it. You know who we are at this point. You're not finding this channel randomly or this podcast randomly. If you're watching us on YouTube, I've got links for you to listen to us on on your preferred podcast software. If you're listening to us on podcast, watch us on YouTube and see our faces. I don't care. Let's talk about these spoilers. Actually, I, my first question for you, Vince, before we even do spoilers, I'm doing the whole joke. I screamed during the intro. It's been two weeks already. Are we in perpetual hype in Magic the Gathering where it's just every two weeks? <laughs> because then after 100%. this- 100%. Because as soon as they do the visual spoiler for this, a week later, it's going to be the, the, the new guild decks uh, for the remaining five guilds and, and which cards are in there and which reprints are in there. And then it's going to be the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and the next product. And then yep. whatever they're replacing master sets with. Are we in perpetual hype? Is this a bad thing or is this cool? Um, I, I find it tiring especially I mean, you must find it as a content creator as well it's even worse because i mean i've only just gone full-time myself but like having spoilers come out like every single day when you're trying to manage other stuff and just like you can't be hyped all the time right so sometimes you've got to, like when they when they start revealing those guild things i'll just oh what are, what are the reprints and then i'll just sort of try and switch off so i get some downtime between this and uh yeah what is next the like, commander eternal well no, some sort of master's product there's gonna oh, the be masters? yeah there's the rumor is there's gonna be a surprise kind of replacement to master's sets and so they're gonna say we got something new for you it's not new it's what they're replacing master sets with and so it's still the equivalent of there's a master set every six months now it's it's whatever what if it's just a oh, master oh. set all but in name uh it's you know what it is it's going to be uh modern decks like commander precons but they're with made for modern exclusive cards that's the rumor uh i don't know if it's reliable but that they, that oh. they're going to be selling so it's going to be here it is it's modern death and taxes but instead of reprinting a lot of stuff it's going to have a few reprints and then it's going to have made oh for so modern. we might see wasteland wasteland will come straight into modern and avoid standard is that what you're saying yes although it'll be unique it'll be a brand new you know how commander precons have the original cards that are just made for commander it'll have original yeah, yeah. not so not wasteland it'll have uh uh Urza's wasteland, and it's a slightly worse wasteland, and it's it's it, but it's it's modern legal, but it doesn't go through standard. And they're going to have these, and I don't know if they're decks, I don't know if they're booster packs, I don't know what they're doing, but that's what they're replacing. That's the I, rumor. I, 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 <laughs> that's the I've rumor. I've gone from podcast ho co-host back to like um, just watching one of your videos, Brian, because I'm just excited now. I'm like, <laughs> oh, please, Professor, tell me more. I want to see these well, modern exclusive cards. I'm just but talking about grapevine. I'm just talking about what's on the grapevine. Yeah, exactly. I'm not sure how that sits with me, to be fair, but that's not the topic of today's episode no, anyway. it's not. So let's that, not, that's let's not, not, let's let's not just jump into it. I want you to tell me, Vince, what is one of the cards that has been previewed so far that you are most hyped for? 
So, but when we first said we were doing a spoiler episode yes. a couple of days ago, and we our first idea was like, what three cards would we like to get reprinted in the set? Which we might talk about a bit later. Okay. But yeah. one of the ones I was going to joke about was a birthing pod or birthing pod equivalent, because uh-huh. I like to see those cards come back. Like, Magus of the birthing pod, perhaps. Kind of like how Kiki is Magus of the Splitter Twin. Right. Um, and then I was thinking, I think, so I wrote birthing pod down on my notes, and then I woke up this morning, I think it was this morning, and Prime Speaker Xanifar, or is it Xanifar? Vanifar had been, print, had been revealed. And I was and I got out from the cinema last night from seeing Aquaman. Vanifar's been revealed, and I was like, oh my god, it's birthing pod on a creature. So I think, hands down, nothing comes even remotely close to that card for my level of excitement. For Commander, for Cube, for Modern, perhaps even Legacy, because it pitches to Forcible and you can green suns for it. Yeah, I'm all over that hype. Wow, you are a sucker. You're going to fall for this? <laughs> You're going to fall? Yes, I am. This is not birthing pod on a creature. Birthing pod, you can activate immediately. Uh, exactly. And in a- so that's the that's the biggest that's the biggest downside. The upside, like I said, is you can tutor it off of Green Sun Zenith. You can pitch it to Force of Will. Sure. It's a two four. It doesn't even die to lightning bolt. It can carry a sword. You can sack it to Cabal Therapy. It's got loads of upside. There's loads you, of upside. But that Legacy, have. you really think this yeah. is going to make it all the yeah. way to Legacy? Wow. Yes, I'm going to play it alongside Peer and Toothy in like a Nick Fit build and it's going to be glorious. I might only go like at best like two, three, but I don't care. I'm going to be podding things with my green sunnable pod thing. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Also, it's an elf ooze wizard. I, I love what the they're best doing with this. Like, just from a flavor standpoint, like like in today we just got lizard wizard got spoiled. Uh, uh, and yep. so we've got our elf crab warrior right. and jellyfish hydra beast. I love that they're doing is... that. I love that they're doing Doing that and having fun with the cards, uh, but as far as the prime speaker is concerned, I think that this is something uh, they have put these birthing pod-like effects, watered-down versions of it, uh, 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 also versions of like survival of the fittest and other similar. Go kill a creature, get a better creature effects on other cards before, and just nothing sure. compares to birthing pod. So. Are you comparing it to like Evolutionary Leap, Fauna Shaman, and Yisan the Wonder Bard? I, I think that that they're yeah, in that they've... that wheelhouse. Fauna Shaman sees some play. Yisan is exactly. awesome in Commander, and I mean exactly. Great. So they keep pushing closer and closer to it. So I think this might be the card where I mean, even if we don't, even if it's not good in Legacy, I'm not saying it's going to be good in Legacy. I'm going to try in Legacy, but even if it's not, this is a great Commander card as well. And I would play it in Standard. I... Only about half an hour ago, we saw an enchantment that gives creatures a riot. In the in the Gruul's uh, guild, just as yep. we we'll get prepared yep. to start filming. Yep. So there you go, give her a riot. She comes in, she's got haste. Off we go, Brian. Off we go in standards. I hate so, to say yeah, this. I hate to say this, and and I'm not saying this to be sarcastic. I'm not saying this to be cheeky. Uh, but honest to God, if this does actually compare to birthing pod in terms of even no, just a bit of what it, it enables yeah. no but dude it dies to removal i'm sorry but then it's just <laughs> it, it legit does because, it does because it birthing does. Pod, it does. It the does. thing is is that you need very specific removal to get rid of it and and yep. i'm just gonna doom blade this thing i'm you know you, you said yourself well lightning i'm not bolt won't saying hit it, it's but... as good it's not as good as birthing pod there's no way it is right. it's the reason that birthing pod's banned in modern it's got phyrexian mana in it don't forget we're, we're skipping over that bit as what well what keeps me pod, from so... just doing okay what keeps me from fatal pushing this i mean like um, it's it's yeah, just sure sure fatal so i don't, fatal I don't think push, it's going to impact anything like birthing pod fatal push took down tarmogoy if you think it can't take down prime speaker Va- vanifer vanifar 
Ven- I think, ven- I think go- yeah, but Goyf's the two drop. Goyf always dies to Fatal Push. The only dies to Fatal Push like sure. 30 to 50% of the yeah, time. Yeah, no, but as I, as I don't think it's going to be as good as Pod. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay, all right. <laughs> it's not as good as Pod. Okay. I'm not saying that. All right, just but as long as you're exciting. not. Okay. Yeah, whenever you see an old school effect like this or of a card you already know is powerful on a new card, that's that's hype. That's hype for me. Okay, you want to know Maybe what's they've, hi- got, they've got me. <laughs> they've got me by the hype um, shot on girlies. Is this this going to get you playing standard more though? You're going to do like like birthing pod standard. Uh, Arena's with this? done it. Arena's already done it. It's, got, it's suckered me in. I'm already playing. More. I've been playing standard all week. Yeah. But that's again. That's for next episode. I guess. All right. I'm looking. What are you excited about then? If you if you if you're not excited about Yennefer, what are you? Yennefer? Vanifer? Vanifer? Whatever. whatever name. I'll, t- I'll tell you my card what? that I'm excited about. I know how to say its name, and the card that I'm oh. say, excited about is Tasa Karlov. Uh, uh, I'm a big Tasa fan, as people who follow mm-hmm. me on like Twitter and stuff know. Uh, I, I, my Tasa commander deck was one of my first and still my favorites, and I've, it's the one that I blinged out. I absolutely love Tasa. I hated Tasa's card in Dragon Maze. Tasa yeah. Envoy of Ghosts, I despise. Was she eight mana or seven? She's yeah, she, yeah, she might as well be eighteen mana at that point, and and she doesn't do very much. Um, but Tasa Karlov, that is coming to us in Ravnica Allegiance, she's a two four for two of any color, one white and black. So that's 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 nice and low. It's it's one more than the original because the original is only three CMC, but that's still pretty good. If a creature dying causes a triggered ability of a permanent you control to trigger that ability triggers an additional time but that's not all (laughs) creature tokens you control have vigilance and that's not all and lifelink i mean this is off the hook it's it's very good but i i think it's a little bit lazy because like it basically says oh yeah just play your afterlife cards that are in in the set right and they'll be better and that's just like, oh, okay. It's so simplistic. Like, the great thing about my pet birthing pod on a body is that it's very different to the rest of the Simic stuff, but it still it still reeks the flavor. Taser is just very, very good, and she makes the guild mechanic even better. Mm-hmm. And that's like, that's not even difficult deck building. That's just like, oh, this, oh, things die, and this makes them better. I'll better put those in a deck together. It just, it feels, not, not like, maybe not lazy, maybe too simple. But she's great. Did, did, you, have the really same, did you have the she's same reaction really when you saw Demir and you're like, oh, this is lazy, this surveils, and this does things when things surveil? Just put them in a deck together. I, I, I mean. No, 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 no. I thought Lazav was really smart the way he played with the surveil by transferring yeah. into other creatures and stuff. I thought that was cool, actually. Because oh, okay, I didn't think cool, that was. cool. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm yeah, actually more excited with the new Tesa because I actually might just go on out and do a build around me commander deck with her. I think that this is a different effect and a different type of combo than the original Tesa. Original Tesa, what you do is you play Darkest Hour, you make all creatures black, and so the white tokens that she puts into play are black, and then you have something that sacrifices them and you get infinite tokens and you can yep. Blasting Station or Skull Clamp or all kinds of shenanigans. But with this, I feel like we might be able to have a little bit more fun in terms of the ways in which we're going to combo off with this Panharmonicon effect. So is she, is she better? Is she better than the original Tesa? Yes or no? It depends on your definition of better. Uh, I think the original Tesa, I mean, I can turn three to four combo off with original Tesa in Commander if if I play my cards right or if they play themselves right. I don't know that that's going to be the case here, but that might actually make her better in that I don't get to play my original Tesa because she's too powerful that much. And so I have to be playing oh. with the right people uh, who have like not quite competitive EDH decks, but almost because that's kind of her level. So I have to have a matched power level. I think that this might be more fun which makes it better in commander so i think she's a little less powerful in commander 
but she is a little bit more fun in that I might build around her with those Panharmonicon effects. And then there's other cards that do, in addition to Panharmonicon, a you know similar thing. And so you put them in for you know uh, redundancy purposes, and then you can have some fun. Uh, I'm definitely excited. I'm glad she doesn't suck eggs like the like I mean, Dragon's as, Maze did. <laughs> as far as I'm saying, it's like uh, too simple in terms of like deck design and stuff. I do think it's quite cool that in terms of design space, she's unique because we haven't had anything that makes death triggers trigger twice before. Right. I don't think other than making triggered abilities trigger twice. So yeah, I'm all, I'm all for that. That's new space. That's new space for commander decks to be built around and things. I also think it's cool that she's going to play really well with Judith. Mm. Um, hey Jude, the uh, the Scourge Diva. That that card is absurd as well. That card is so good. Either Aristocrats because we've got our sack outlet today. We're going to um, see Aristocrats in, in Modern finally. Is this Every time I do a preview video, not a preview video, a, a, a top five what I think is going to make an impact in Modern, I'm always looking for the Aristocrats cards and I'm always saying are we going to finally get like like tier one aristocrats out of this aristocrat enabler and it's never never happens and i'm going to ask it again are we because i know you like you're you're a modern guy you can answer this you know yeah are we i don't think finally she's finally get she's she pushed is she not we're not going to get aristocrats in modern because 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 she doesn't allow because she doesn't play well with things like lingering souls which probably right. some of the best cards to play in those decks right well she no she doesn't lie that's a lie she has two lines of text the first line of text gives all your creatures plus one plus zero which is really good with the flying creatures and the random spirits you're going to make in standard and the second part is uh non-token which is still really, really good. And I still think she's going to be really good either in an Aristocrat style deck or even just an aggro deck, mm -hmm. just slamming your guys into their face so it can ping them and stuff like that. Um, even curving her into Taser and swinging out with your whole team and just <laughs> getting them blocked and things start getting shot all over the shop and it's just a massacre, which is great and flavorful considering that's yes. the Rakdos leader. But, but I don't know if she's pushed quite enough for modern. But again, it's the kind of card that I'll happily try and play in a deck as well. Well, so I, I mean, her and Taser, uh, uh, she, she plays very nicely with new Taser. And so... Yeah, it the problem with Taser is she's four mana. Yeah. She's four mana, and there's like there's Seraph of the Scales at four mana. Um, that wasn't there another one that had like a large afterlife number. Oh no, the Oligarch's only two mana. It's only two mana. So yeah, you've got Seraph of the Scales or Taser. Like, which one do you think is going to be the better card? Because yeah, Seraph of the Scales is pretty pushed. Yeah, and so that's the question: is are you going to be uh, wanting in a constructed deck to put in Seraph instead. And, you know, here we go. Remember the days of Sarah Angel, long gone. Uh, Seraph can gain Vigilance until end of turn for just one white. Seraph gains Death Touch until end of turn. I'm surprised they didn't just do Life Link for white and Death Touch for black at this point. And Afterlife 2. Oh my god, 4-3. Exactly. So the thing is, with, with Taser, we're, we're talking about how Taser and Judas play well together, yeah. but like the moment that uh, Taser gets shot down by, I don't know, what's in stand at the moment? Lava, well, lava Coil definitely right. exiles them. Right. But, but that, that Taser will just die to removal, where the Seraph leaves behind bodies, it pings them off of Judith, and the bodies fly. Oh, do the bodies fly? They don't fly. No, oh, they do fly. They do yep, fly. Yep. They the don't have. Do they don't fly. have life link. They're just uh, yeah, one so, one. So you've got one one white spirits that are now two ones because of Judith. So I think cards like Taser, for example, and there's going to be a few of them in this set probably won't see as much play because other mythics or rares push them out in standard at least. Yes. Obviously, Taser's better for commando, I guess. So. Yeah. Yeah. What do you like next? Okay, should we talk about walkers for a second? Oh God. Okay, so are we doing good? Right, so the how good? do you feel? Right, are we doing, how do are we you doing feel the good walker or the bad walker that we've oh, seen? Oh, so you think there's two good walkers? Because I'm, I'm not sure if I'm convinced on that one either. Really, really. So I'm gonna <laughs> yeah, start with yeah. I'm gonna start with the bad one. We're gonna take down the hype okay. for a second. Kaya, she she yeah. stinks out loud. Come on. 
So, so I, I love cards that have really weird utility. Like, I played Death and Taxes in Legacy while I played 2-1 Bears that right. stop players from drawing more than one card a sure. turn. It's weird utility stuff. The problem with a three-mana Planeswalker is that A, she's not a creature, so she doesn't get corded or podded or viled or any of that nonsense. And then she just does things that are so narrow. It's, I'm almost laughing thinking about it. Yeah. It exiles some stuff from my graveyard, gains you some life. That's, and then so it that, exi- that right away doesn't help because if I drop her on turn three, uh, I, I can't. she can't protect herself. And so yeah, she, you have to curve into her with creatures right. in the best case scenario. So, and then her, weirdly, I think she might be playable in like vintage almost because her downtick kills moxes and kills like low costing efficient things like um, delvers, for example. But I mean, that's as that's as much as I can think of. I just yeah, yeah, she just doesn't do anything. She doesn't do anything. The fact the fact that it's exile target non land permanent with converted mana cost one or less. So. I, I get what they're trying to do. What they want is that she's like. I think this is one of the cases where the flavor overruled the mechanic because she's a ghostbuster. Yeah, she's a ghostbuster. She gets rid of tokens and small creatures, and so it's like they they want it to be that she gets rid Imagine of. Imagine if it was two or lower. Yeah, Imagine I'd be it. fine with that. I'd be very happy that with that. But like, she'll get rid of any tokens. So somebody puts in a six six, you know, uh, a worm token. She can get rid of that. That's that. That's cool. Uh, but is that really something that we're well, coming that's up a flavor, against? That's a flavor fail then, right? Mm. Why would a Ghostbuster kill a 6-6 worm? That doesn't even make any sense. It was a so ghost even worm. The it was a ghost worm, worm. <laughs> right. The thing that bugs me is that the original version of her from Conspiracy, or Conspiracy 2, wherever she was from, it flickered creatures. It was and great, flickering yeah. creatures is like my all-time favorite thing to do. I like flickering Eternal Witnesses and Restoration Angels and Flicker Wisps and all that nonsense. And she doesn't flicker anything. She no. just flicker herself. Nope. And she doesn't flicker creatures. And her ultimate so is uh, even, like, usually Planeswalker ultimates, they just go bonkers because you're seldom going to ultimate them uh so for her ultimate she'll deal damage to target player equal to the number of cards that player owns in exile if you've been exiling tokens with her you don't they, <laughs> yeah. they don't own any in exile so that doesn't so let's say i'm like i gotta exile your token exile your token exile token exile your land or again, elves then they own one car, card in exile uh, so she ultimates she almost quite quickly and that ultimate can kill someone who's cast treasure cruise or dig through time guess where they're legal Vintage. I generally think she could be a weird sideboard vintage card for some sort of mid-range or control deck. But aside from that, she doesn't do almost anything anywhere else. I could be wrong, but... Dovin is also a CMC3. I mean, I always get very jumpy at CMC3 uh, Planeswalkers because those can go off the off the rails. Do you? Th- you it sounded like you were not impressed with Dovin either. I, I, so I think it's... so. I think it's really cool that instead of having a lot of four and five mana planeswalkers that draw a card, kill something, and then ultimate and win, like mm-hmm. we've seen with every walker under the sun for the last couple of sets, it's cool that they're doing a different design space, like a tempo walker, I guess some people are calling him. That said, we saw that with Cunning Castaway, and he was pretty dull. Yeah. And I just, I don't know. I guess in current standard, they couldn't really push another blue-white walker very far because we're so scared of Teferi as well. Mm-hmm. So there might be some last-minute changes to make this guy weaker after they realize how good Teferi was. It's cool that he's different design space. It's cool that he uses a different um, like archetype to enable himself and some sort of tempo strategy with the creatures. But yeah, I'm, I just look at him and I'm like, even when he ults, he does a slightly better dig-through time. Well, I say slightly, a very, very much better dig through time. But again, that doesn't win the game when you're when you're ult when you're walkers. But I guess you can ult you the can next ult turn. You can ult him the next turn if you have it set up right, or you can yeah. ult him really like that plus one is so interesting. And in the right deck, especially if so imagine <sighs> imagine maybe not maybe not Azurius, but let's say 
Banthopters, like or Esperthopter list, because we've got all these Thopters now. They're flying. They've got the evasion. They're going to hit through. You plus one them, and then maybe the very next turn, you might even get them up to, you, you know, what if you get them up to eight? Uh, uh, loyalty and he sticks around and you negative seven him and, and get so, that I mean, effect. He, do, he just doesn't seem very good on curve is the right. problem. So the thing, I, the thing I find with three mana walkers is either they're very, they've got to be good on curve or they've got to be like um, a, a low costed threat that you can play and protect later on. And I, maybe a ban tokens list for example playing like March sure, the Multitude make sure. a load of bodies you untap cast over and tick up swing for loads. But ultimately why would you play that over I don't know uh, the history of Benali or other three drop cards that yeah. further your game plan. His, I mean, it's a card advantage engine. is but... hard to turn down there. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Again, it's kind of like the Taser thing. Like, Taser's all good, well and good and plays well with Judith, but Seraph's probably better. So, Dover in the token strategy, well, history's probably better. Right. So, that's that's what I just I just don't think he does all the things he's, he does good enough. Like, if he made two Thopters on a down tick, then it might be a different story. Yeah, I would rather. I, just, I was actually, when I first saw him, I thought, gee, because I'm not someone who. I, I've had fun in the past playing with Soul Sisters in Modern, but despite that, I'm not a big life gain guy. And so I actually thought, gee, I wish he made two Thopters and I didn't gain the life. Like, I'd rather just get mm -hmm. two flying Thopters and not gain any life instead of one Thopter and gain the life, you know? The, I mean, yeah, the, the gain of life almost feels like it slapped on the ability slightly more power. They're like, oh, this is a bit underpowered. Oh, I'll put some life gain on it. That'll make somebody happy somewhere. Yeah. But I guess the, on the upside, from a design perspective, more of a Vorthos thing, he does seem like a cool sort of, like, spy master. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Thopters I, I, that he's I, sending out. Absolutely. And the more Thopters you've got, the more powerful his network is and the more influence he has. Yep. And I wish so I it like was Thopter. I, like I wish that he had Thopter tribal synergy where what it was was create a 1-1 flying Thopter and then instead of gain two life, gain one life for each Thopter you control. Yeah, that'd, that'd be, be rad. Or, oh. or, or, or this is busted. This, this is busted. Create a 1-1 flying Thopter, draw a card for each Thopter you have, because that's the Spy Master. No, that's, 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 that's insane. That's, that's insane. Or oh, until, oh, until end of turn when they deal damage, maybe draw a card. Oh, all, I was thinking, oh, yeah, why yeah, did yeah. they... All, all Thopters gain. All Thopters you control gain. That's too good as well. Yeah, that's that way <laughs> too good. But, but like, the other design space they're going to get to, because, like, Marrow said in his blog recently that, all, that eventually, and very soon, Planeswalkers will probably start having more static abilities, kind of like that can be your commander stuff. Kill me now. It'd be cool Kill if, me now. But, but I mean, Planeswalkers are pushed, and Planeswalkers like, take over games, etc. But what if Dovin ETB'd, entered the battlefield, and made no. a 1-1 one Thopter? No, no. What, why not? Why not? Because, that would because make him screw that. Because Planeswalkers are already horrible for the game. They're already non-interactive, terrible. I hate Planeswalker cards, and I don't want to do more better things with them. I want... That sounds like a future episode of Dice to Removal. I want them to just keep getting worse not, and worse. They aren't going anywhere, Brian. Let's let's just let the power creep go wild. Let's put Sphinx's Fed back in standard. Let's have Wasteland and Days in standard. Come on, let's have a powerful formats where cards do powerful things. All right, you can like flip me. coins, Brian. What about that? <laughs> Flipping coins is that powerful enough for you? Rakdos the Showstopper is that where we're going next? I, I, I don't have anything to say on Rakdos, <laughs> the showstopper. I, I don't think that this is actually, this is one of those cards that's just too goofy and too silly to actually, you know, have an impact anywhere. I think okay, maybe some, so some people will like it for their coin flip commander deck, but that's it. There's a theory that I quite like. Okay, that this card the exists to make Arena 
looks splashier and fancier in like clips and VODs. Yeah. He's called the Showstopper. His te- flame text has entertained me. Oh, I love I bet it. His intro line on his intro line on arena is going to be hilarious as well. And then he enters the battlefield and coins start flipping all over the shop for every imagine forty tokens in play from multiple markets just like flipping coins. It's going to look glorious on arena, and that's probably why he exists. Yeah, but are we going to play him, like, outside of Limited? Are you going to b- put him in any... Sta- what standard deck does he go in? <laughs> if his animation is good enough, Brian, I'll play him in a video. But other okay, than that, yeah, no. no. He's like he's a 6-mana six, 6-6 six 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 flampler, but we've already got a 5-mana 6-6 six six flampler in the other demon. Yeah. That was, like, the Savelle demon, so... I mean, yeah, I like the idea just... of, of coin flip commander. Like, people have already been doing coin flip commander decks where, like, almost... It's just pack in every coin but flip card. But we've just got the best coin flip commander of all time, haven't we? With um, Zundersplut and uh, the, the, the Omonculus and the Ogre from Battlebond. Uh, Battlebond, oh god, that's like 18 spoiler seasons ago or five they flip, months, they I don't both, remember They both flip coins, they're partnered, when they flip coins you draw cards and double his power, oh, it's yes, amazing, it's yes, blue red. Yes, yes, uh, Right, so we can So why would you want to play some... Rakdos over that nonsense? That, that's, that's, the, that's, that's the good coin flip. Yes, that's, the that's kind a of good deck point. That's fun. So there this you go, kind of... Rakdos, entertain me. Uh, my response is, Rakdos, you need to entertain me or you're just ending up in my binder, which I'm afraid you are. Uh, Do you think he should have been red? Instead of a, why is he a mythic? He's Does a, he feel he's red a mythic you? because he's uh, a legendary guild leader, and that's just required that he's mythic. Uh, I, I don't think he should but, have been a rare take, because t- then I would get more of him, and I want less of him. <laughs> I, I don't. I guess want, in limited I, I as well. Like, I don't like kind of annoying. Uh, he's fun. The flavor text is fun. The art is, of course, amazing. Uh, yeah. I, it's it's a it's a card that makes me smile. But then ultimately, this is going to be. I guarantee you, this is going to be the. 45 cent mythic that you crack open and it's just what a disappointment or or you're you're opening a booster box you spent all that money on a booster box and then lo and behold you get a mythic foil which is just and out of that's so much money and then it's (laughs) rakdos and it's like you look it up and it's like oh yeah the foil rakdos mythics are going for two dollars uh because he he's not he doesn't have a home anywhere uh and i'm not impressed so I have very fond memories of original Return to Ravnica. Uh, I say original, it's not the original. Uh, oh my uh, god! You <laughs> make the original me feel Return so block. old, you child, you child. I <laughs> no, remember I, the I original play, Return hey, to hey, Ravnica. I played, I played during original Ravnica, but I have fonder memories of Return to Ravnica. Do you, That's do you refer going to that. Do you refer to Ocarina of Time as the first Zelda game because it was the no, first one on the not. on 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 It is the, the first uh, one that I played and my favorite one. Right. I think. Yeah. Oh, so. Right. Right. Yeah, I remember the first. Zelda, Ocarina of Time. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm not. A boy, I'm only 21. Anyway, my point was uh, there are cards from RTR that I absolutely love yes. during Standard. Some of which we're going to talk to you about in just a moment in terms of like reprints and things. But one card I liked quite a lot, Brian, was Detention Sphere. Detention Sphere was great at clearing up little pesky spirit tokens. And wizards have seen fit to stick it on a uh, no 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 not a human of a Dalkin body this time round. Right. So we've got detention wizard as I'm calling him. Yes. Who is basically a viable, cordable three drop creature that gets rid of all your spirits and does quite cool stuff. And I'm so glad he's not a human. I cannot be more glad that he's, that not, he's not a human. human. Right. God, can and, you imagine and, the refle- him, oh. him and reflector? Him and reflector mage would get along like a house on fire. I know uh, it'd be oh disgusting. Boy. But I'm I'm hopeful. This plus Lavinia, which we've obviously lots of people talked about 
that already because that's quite an old spoiler at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, those two together show that like Azorius has got like hate bear creatures this time around more so than it normally does. So I'm hyped to try and play some blue white taxes in modern and legacy again with some new bears. Um, so yeah, deputy of attention I think is the real deal for just being a solid like fiend hunter plus plus sort of card. Is this one that you think is going to? It sounds like you think this is going past standard into modern. I think it's going to be very good in standard. I think it's going to see play in modern. Um, yeah. I don't think it's going to break anything or warp anything. No, no. It's it ma- just going to make things that are already working well work better. Yeah, there'll be weird core, there'll be weird case of cord company, and uh, like vile decks that I want to play this now and again. Especially, I mean, if someone goes three hollow ones on turn two and you untap <laughs> and play Deputy of Attention, you get to get all three hollow ones. So, right. Yeah, I'm, I'm about that life. I'm about that life. I like any, like I said earlier, bears that do weird stuff. Or in this case, one threes, but whatever. Yes, and and also in modern, we have been seeing a bit of a rise in uh, just blue white control uh, has been making a comeback, I think, and 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 is getting stronger. And I think this will be one that, at the very least, they like for the sideboard, if not the main board, if not a copy main but board. Uh, potentially, uh, I mean, it it plays awkwardly with terminus because if you if you yeah, get all the dredges creatures yeah, and then you true. terminus it away, so. But I just yeah, I just think it's a solid card. Like I I, I like yeah. It feels like RTR again with introducing just solid, solid cards that, you know, you they might even sleep for a little while. They might not be the right deck for it for a while. Like kinda of like how spirits and humans came out of no, almost nowhere, right? Like they mm-hmm. didn't exist for the longest time. And then so maybe Vidalkins. Calling it now, two years time, Brian. Vidalkins. Modern Vidalkins, the next, modern yeah, it'd be, Vidalkins. The, it'd be the hot new modern deck. <laughs> it's 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 surprising we haven't gotten Vidalkin tribal yet, you know? But uh, yeah, it's true. So in terms of 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 non legendary non planeswalker cards, one I want to mention that uh, I'm pretty excited about is is Smothering Tithe. This is a uh, three man of any color, one white enchantment, and it reminds me of a blue card called Ristic Study, where for Smothering Tithe, whenever an opponent draws a card, that player may pay two. If the player doesn't, you create a colorless treasure artifact token with tap, sacrifice this artifact, add one mana of any color. This is really weird for white, isn't it? This is giving white, I mean, this is giving white ramp. This is giving Mm -hmm. uh, 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 white, you know, it's not necessarily, it's not card draw, but it is creating artifacts that can have other synergies just by itself, creating the treasure tokens. It's hugely unique, hugely unique. Were there treasure tokens created in white? Like mono white in in Ixalan? I don't think so. You were not getting any. Be... W- was there? No, maybe I'm not, I can't remember something about that. Yeah, I imagine there got to be something, but maybe uh, I'm thinking of all the daggers and the yeah, treasure maps. Yeah, but stuff. this is I I really it's it's reminiscent of uh, a Rhystic Study. People aren't going to want to spend two, and if they do, then you're really messing them up in most games. I like this card a lot. It's one of those ones that there's no reason not to just grab a foil version immediately and stick it in your white commander decks. Yeah. Uh, Sitting on foils as well as a commander card. Yeah. Uh, uh, Yeah. uh, Three to four opponents, and and, and just everyone is going to give you a treasure token in white for mono white commander decks. Oh my god, to get that mana ramp. Yeah. I think mono white and Boros are in the market for this. Oh, Boros is going to love it too. Uh, What about. Do you know that it's. Well, that card's got a bit of a combo in standard because they just like announced Rampage of the Clans, the right. four mana instant that destroys yes. enchantments and artifacts to give you three threes. So if you played this card and then just like played a control game, perhaps this is some sort of band control, perhaps with growth spiral and such. And then eventually, once you've got like five, six, seven, eight treasures in play, you cast Rampage of the Clans in their end step, make a load of three threes, untap and kill them. So That's maybe we've got like a 
Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how good or playable that is, but that seems like a, at least a like against the odd style like deck to give a shot. So yeah, I, I think Smothering Tithe is very, very good for Commander and potentially playable in Standard if it synergizes well enough with things like Rampage of Clans and stuff like that. And Growth Spiral is another one. I mean, uh, I, I'm a fan of of Growth Spiral. Uh, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, this does definitely a great well, effect. Yeah. So I was waiting for them to print something that had flash that mattered. Um, so we've got we've got like March the Multitudes. So I was thinking, oh, there might be a ban- rampy control deck. Sure, like I keep saying about ban control, I could be completely out of the field with that. But then they just revealed like Frilled Mystic about three hours ago, and which is let a. Let me uh, just say, I'm <laughs> thrilled with this. I am just oh, thrilled to see God. this card. It is. There's only one problem with it. Do you know what the one problem with it is? Can you guess? Uh, it's. It's not a snake. It's not a snake. It needs, oh, it's, sorry. This is a snake. I, I thought it was going to be another pun. I thought no, it was going to be no, another no, bad no, no. frill is, pun. Now I'm, I'm being dead serious. Someone, <laughs> so, I hope so, someone got fired over this. No, not really. Uh, but uh, 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 this should be a You think it would be a good callback to Mystic Snake? Yeah. It's, a call, it's, it's Mystic Snake. This is a better Mystic Snake, essentially. Uh, right? Um, well, Mystic Snake doesn't cost double green, double blue. Right. But apart from that, yeah. And this yeah. is a May, so that's better. So this has more power. It's a May, so it is better in many ways. But I guess it's slightly... The color intensity doesn't really matter. But the, it should that be card, a, human, a human, human snake wizard. Human snake wizard, I think. Human? Elf you want snake, another... Elf I think snake human wizard. should be human off elf, the menu human, for sets. Human, elf, merfolk, snake wizard. That's what it should be. So you're not even happy with the elf lizard wizard? You can't so, be happy. With- I gotta admit, it's so fun to say Elf Lizard Wizard. It's so fun to I say. Know, I know, but it really I is. want it to be a snake so I can put it in my Cassetto Snake Commander and get that synergy. Uh, and also, it would be a nice callback to Mystic Snake. Yeah, because I, I then love it would also feel like like they they took it would feel like they took the Mystic Snake and they evolved it into an Elf. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, it. and as it's as it's borderline strictly better, that would make sense that they have evolved it as well. But that card is a flash threat plus growth spiral. Love it. Plus, I mean, I mean, we've got the new Jason Ingenuity as well. There's a, a five mana draw three. Uh, mm-hmm. Instant speed that has the extra scry stuff during main phases. Uh, precognitive perception. Yes. Like fl- flash cards. That's so what it, I was waiting to make like, growth spiral good. It looks good. like, and I'm, I'm sure you'll agree with me on this, it looks like seeing all this, Simic just nothing but wins for Simic. Simic is just, wouldn't you agree? Yeah. I mean, it's just Simic is incredible. Great cards, great power, great guild mechanic, all of that stuff. <laughs> Just fantastic. Why? Why are you doing this? So for the record, people at home, I made, yes. I made two videos where I badmouthed the cynic mechanic. And it sounds like Brian started to watch my channels. So there's an upside. I did start to but... watch it because everybody was everybody was yelling at you because they were saying you can't yeah. bash the mechanic when you've only seen two I cards. I can. If it's boring design, I can say it's boring design. Okay? The adapt mechanic is dull. The fact that at the time as well, we hadn't had a, a crab warrior elf or a wizard skizzard lizard. Now I'm like, okay, the mechanic is bad but the creature types are cool don't do the flappy hand thing Brian this is the first week that we can see each other guys and girls so I can see but I love crabs as well I love crabs crabs and turtles I want a turtle man as well at some point in this set I I need a turtle man in my life human turtle would be hilarious Human um, turtle would be hilarious. To, tr- to try and move back onto just one more card before we move okay, on to our give, next Okay, give me one more, and then I want to talk about reprints we want to see. But give me your last last card that's really jumping out at you. Do you think Absorb is going to warp standard around Teferi? Wait, it isn't already? It isn't already <laughs> warped around Teferi? I mean, it, it's just like, stop, stop, he's already dead. It's all, uh, it's it's just, oh, Teferi, Teferi. Um, I'm actually not that... 
I guess. Uh, again, we're getting into the idea of just how effective life gain is. Counter target mm -hmm, spell, mm -hmm. you gain three life. Uh, so a Teferi deck that's already making you want to pull your eyes out and, and just gouge your brain with uh, a needle or something, uh, then gets absorbed. And so is that giving it something it didn't already have? I feel that Teferi is already where it wants to be. Uh, it, yeah, absorb makes it, it better. It, 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 but it, I'm not, I'm not, already, time, not I'm not getting their life. Like, okay, so when I'm losing to these Teferi decks, they slam the brakes, and they're rarely slamming the brakes when I've got them down to one or two life. <laughs> I've lost two games really? today, Brian. Really? Two games on Arena in the best of one queues where I've been grinding like merfolk aggro to just try and get my rank up, yeah. where they've stabilized on one life. Oh, okay. So sometimes all it takes is one to three life to survive. So then in so those think, cases, Absorb is going to be a nightmare. You're just going to be like... Yeah, like mo mono oh, red and merfolk aren't going to be happy. You, Any yeah. of the aggro decks. I, I don't think it's going to warp things. I don't think it's that good. But again, my whole theory about a flash bant deck, yeah. sticking the not snake... Mystic Snake, the Absorb, the Growth Spirals, March the Multitude, play everything at instant speed, and then obviously you play some number of Teferi because it's just too good, right? Well, uh, but if... you know, do you know what you're not playing that deck though, Brian? What? You're not playing the new Dom. Are oh, they not Domri? What's his name? Oh, Dovin. You're not playing the new Dovin because he's just not good enough. Well, uh, if there's one thing, if there's one thing that White Blue needed, it's more powerful tempo counter uh, <laughs> uh, uh, to add to it. Just so that way, maybe we could have multiple tempo counter slow decks you know that way we could have bant and 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 teferi both just ruining standard no i i i'm i'm not too scared of absorb but i am a little i just feel a little like i've been beaten to death with this this white blue tempo already so i feel just yeah. kind of numb to it it's just kind of like I've already had Teferi coming in and 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 messing up my living room so many times that at this point i'm just sitting there going like this as he does it again and i'm not reacting <laughs> yeah this time he's gaining three life when he untops those lands and counters your removal spell for him right right so, and you're just like really teferi really but yes. yeah i think the card's gonna be good i just don't know if it's as good as some people are making out to be some people are acting like it's like yeah and it's, it's gonna sold ruin out things. like the old copies sold out overnight that's because the that's old so is the old artwork the one with the blue sort of oozing smoke yeah, out there? no it's a cool yeah. old artwork but it's it's i i was shocked to see that it all sold out overnight like like it's not gonna be like that it, ha it happens every time though like when shock got reprinted people were like buying up shock opt opt a famous one opt like, was when one, opt but got opt, revealed opt everyone really was buying the old yeah. art yeah, yeah I people love so. to buy old arts. So, well, Subsorbs had like three printings total, I think. So, mm -hmm. no wonder it's going to sell out because there just wasn't many of them knocking about. But yes, no, it, it's it's a cool card. It's a cool throwback. I like it when they print old cards back into uh, new sets. Which kind of is a nice little segue, isn't it, into our next topic? Well, uh, the the last the next card that's been previewed that I'd want to uh, oh uh, sorry shout I've, out. I've no, got no, well, no, sorry no, I've gone straight ahead sorry okay. it's your show Brian no, 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 I was it's your just show. going to Maybe say wearing your it's our show it's our show. Uh, oh, sorry, uh, sorry, and, and sorry. And learn, get that right or you're fired. No. Um, Mortify has been previewed as a reprint. Oh, of course. Black, yeah, yeah, white, yeah. one of any color, destroy target creature enchantment. It's got awesome, beautiful artwork. Orzhov it feels like the text. last preview. 
it's been so long since the oh, a long two weeks shall I say since since Mortify <laughs> was revealed that right. it feels like that was last set but right. it wasn't obviously because we didn't have it's the awesome set it's got constant awesome perpetual artwork. ongoing right. spoiler ongoing season so I want to use that to segue into uh, what are some reprints we usually don't get much in the way of effective reprints in a, a, a main set like this but we do get a couple I mean we had in uh, even the course that we had Scape Shift and Crucible. I mean, so we are getting some cool reprints, a couple of them. What are the couple cool but realistic reprints that you're hoping to see and why? What do you you think's coming? What do you think's coming? You want realistic ones? I've only prepared unrealistic ones. Oh, okay. So like, you know, uh, uh, Mox Sapphire. No, no, no. uh, 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 So so the the first one that I want, which is kind of going back to the Zolt things, I I really want to say... Liberated. No, no, Sphinx's Revelation. I want to see another Sphinx's Revelation. No. No. it's just imagine? so much fun. No. <laughs> Listen, I've been praising play design lately, and if they reprinted Sphinx's Revelation, I would be down there with a pitchfork. Look, they they made a mistake, right? Amonkhet was the only other place where Flavor Flip made sense, right? We've got Sphinx Revelations here because the Sphinxes run uh, the the Azorius not anymore. They don't forums. Well, not anymore. They don't. Whatever. They all got, a, whatever. They all got a, arrested for for drug abuse. They were caught sure, but they could do a cool stoned. art where they're like having the revelation and it's Nicol yes. Bolas's like face in the portal or whatever. But they should have printed in Amonkhet. They should have done Amonkhet. Should have had Sphinx's Revelation. I was so sure of it. It didn't come, and I was so, so upset. So yeah, I I played Sphinx's Revelation. I lived through i all, you kids i played I it all through standard through it. so did i i, I reached the benefits sphinx's revelation i won many an fnm off the back of uh, sphinx's revelation oh, on a game day thanks to sphinx's Revelation. it was just so good that card um failing that supreme verdict would be fine as well i'll be okay with that. <laughs> are you kidding me are you I kidding know. me? Teferi oh is God. ruining everything. If Teferi didn't exist, these cards would be fine. But because Teferi exists, and Nexus of Fate as well, that card can right, die right. in fire. We've got Teferi, Nexus of Fate, Absorb, and you're just like, you know what we need? Sphinx's Rev. To do exactly. You, you know. Ban oh Nexus. Ban Nexus. Even ban Teferi. It just gives me Sphinx's Rev. So that was my first one. Not too realistic. I'm yeah, yeah. No, I, I think that's a good I think idea. We need, I think we need Thought Seas and Pack Rat. You know, I'm thinking Thought Seas, Pack Rat. We should definitely reprint those two. Uh, nothing could possibly At the go same wrong. time as Rev. That, yeah. that isn't a nostalgia trip for me. I'm, I'm into it. I'm into <laughs> it. That's actually a joke. I do not think. Do you have a realistic reprint request? Um. So an, a really obvious and dull one is Bioshift because Adapt as a mechanic is so dull and so... <laughs> just yes. boring that yes. we need Bioshift to move the countless around and do something good with it that's my boring and dull one that would be a um, waste of a reprint what does what Bioshift run like 20 cents you know yeah yeah it wouldn't be worth anything but it'll make the limited environment good don't forget Brian sometimes people crack packs to play limited I don't know if you're aware of this limited you know, I, I've yeah, never heard gotta, of this format what's a card like, from modern or legacy or something like that that isn't on the reserve list that, that could be feasibly reprinted here that could be feasibly reprinted in Ravnica uh, Allegiance. So it's throwing back to my original Wasteland. You think would Wasteland really be okay? Not with Crucible in standard, no. No. So they'd have to... That'd be They fun. shouldn't have reprinted... Yeah. No, no, oh, I would love it. I would <laughs> absolutely love it. But then once Crucible is gone, I think it's safe. They can't have it in the same format as that. Um, yeah, I think... Because imagine a wasteland where the art is like a Grawl warrior stood on like a door It map, would work, yeah. And wasteland, the building is collapsed. Well, maybe in the third they, set, maybe in the next set. Because then Crucible will only yeah. be legal for a few more months after the next... After the third Ravnica set. Oh, God. Set. That would be so good. So you just but get I'm being like serious, a couple I, months... I think, 
Yeah, I think Modern needs one of these three. It's in its Force, Days, or Wasteland. Yeah. And they have to put it through, unless your fictional, or not fictional, so your rumoured extra modern boosters happen, they need to put it through standard. So I think put it into standard set, but don't put all of them in. If if, if, if Control got like Force and Days, that'd probably be a bad thing. Um, but like one of those cards. And Wasteland seems fine, right? Like, is it really that bad? Just play Basics. So what about you? If my suggestions are either really, really boring or completely unreasonable, what are your suggestions, Brian? Dark Confidant. Dark Confidant, let's huh. do it. Dark Confidant was from original Ravnica. It works. Uh, this is a yep. card that did not get reprinted in Ultimate Masters. It's mm -hmm. uh, crawling up there in price. We've said we're discontinuing Master sets. So let's make this set sell. Dark Confidant, at rare, at rare, mm -hmm. put it in there. Uh, it doesn't also, violate oh, any of the mechanical requirements. Oh, the flavor of it as well. You could have him like with Nick Abolas motifs on his uniform mm -hmm. and he's whispering into the mm -hmm. ears of other people in mm -hmm. Ravnica like he's sowing the seeds of discontent. Oh, I like I, it. I would like, yeah. to, I would like to see that. That's my, that's my borderline unrealistic because it's just so expensive that they never do that, that they're never going to print, uh, what is he, up to $55 uh, or something? Well, I mean, I think another printing of him, especially at Rare, would absolutely kill his price because at the moment, things like Goyf and Bob are Right, like, which is why I relatively want them to low. do it. Yeah, I yeah, want yeah. them to do it to kill his price because then we can get him and play really fun decks and fair decks in modern, so that's which, why he's my Which is suggestion. your favorite of the old Bob arts? Do you like the original like art, or do you, Bob Mayer art, or do you like the Skrillex art? I <laughs> Skrillex. Uh, uh, I think that usually I always favor for the cards that were created by uh, a Magic player that I like to keep mm -hmm. uh, uh, the player in it. But I gotta admit that new that new Dark Confidant art is so cool. It's one of the rare instances where, with apologies, with with apologies to to Bob Mayer, uh, I really like the new art, and I kind of I kind of prefer it. I kind of prefer it. I think it's really cool dangling the crown on the yeah. No, it's it's, it's, cool. it's, it's cool. neat. I like the big chair. You know me. Look at me. I got. I like these big comfy <laughs> throne I've got, I've chairs. Got, so. I, I know people who refer to the new Bob as sexy Bob. Well, I prefer, sexy Bob. I prefer to. I refer to the Bob Mayer Bob as uh, sexy Bob. Yeah, that's yeah. A Bob, Bob whole Mayer. different discussion, I guess. Yeah, yes, that's <laughs> the different thing. But so if we're going into then reprints from Ravnica's uh, uh, previous Ravnica sets that I think would be more realistic, this isn't a big money card. This is me asking for a reprint that I think is just good to have in standard Pithing Needle. Pithing Needle was reprinted last in Return to Ravnica. I think Pithing Needle is actually a card that they should just print in core sets all the time. Yes, yes. That, that's what I'm about to say. If, the yeah. reason not to print it here would be put into a core set. I think they should alternate between uh, uh, Pithing Needle and Sorcerer's Spyglass. I think that one of those two cards should be in standard at any one time. Yeah. Because it just allows you to, it allows you to, for example, print Wasteland and have an answer to it if it's sure. really that much of a problem. Sure. It allows you to also have cards like Teferi and not have them be much of a problem. I, say that I would, I would love, but especially but... with Teferi right now running rampant, I would really love them to to reprint pithing needle so that uh you could kind of get it under control give the you know delay them a step uh sure you know there's removal for it but i i really think that pithing needle should just always be in standard or almost yep. always and since it was in the last ravnica block that really has a nice you know connection and parallel bring it back same artwork and then we've got it in standard and it's a, that's a really nice choice of a reprint and so that's that's definitely one that i'd like to see how about yes. here's a weird one off the top of my head what if they just reprinted Deathrite Shaman into standard 
I mean, he's not that good. He doesn't do anything. He's bad, but he's a standard hilarious. I think it'd be really funny, but it's too late. Oh no! Next set. Next Next set. set. Next set. Death Rite Shaman. Next set, they, they don't do, do for that each because guild. it gets everybody angry. It gets everybody angry. They should, <laughs> they should reprint. They should reprint like five banned cards that like yes, re- that cards like uh, uh, they should reprint uh, uh, Treasure Cruise, Deathrite Shaman. Go through Oof. it and just uh, reprint each banned I, card in standard, just to play with in standard, but it's banned in modern, banned in legacy. Is the next set going to be all five, all ten guilds? Probably. Are we aware? Yeah, because if it is, I would like them to see. We're not aware. A cycle. It's going to be like what one per guild. A cycle of famous like, hallmark uh, guild cards. Like Bob could probably fit in under the oars of, I guess. And they just reprint a load of like big name ones. Whether that be Life in the Loam, Golgari Grave. I guess they can't though, can they? They can't put Dredge cards in without putting Dredge in. So right. like, Life in the Loam or Golgari Grave Troll could never appear in standard again. Right. I just think that'd be cool. Cool. More throwbacks, kind of yes. like Bob and kind of like Death Watch and things. I wouldn't mind seeing Infernal Tutor reprinted if we're talking about. Uh, uh, oh, what's the price on that these days? That's like—is that like forty bucks? Yeah, but but that's only. So this is the case of a card that's only like forty, fifty bucks because of Commander. If it got reprinted yeah. just once. No, 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 no. It's it's um that card is sees heavy the, play in a Legacy. Legacy. It's, does, it's it, the it's the go-to tutor in the Storm deck. You crack oh, your lines that's diamonds. Right, huh? Yeah. Okay, so then all the then yeah. in all honesty, all the more reason to reprint it because then this is. Legacy messing up commander yeah. players uh, uh, because uh, they would like it as well. Again, though, it's got Hellbent written on it, hasn't it? So oh, it has. But you know what? You know what? I, I don't I, mind. I, I, this is yeah exactly. This is going to sound like a really okay. So I'm also about how I like complex formats like Legacy and Modern. The next set, they say, look, we're not bringing back these mechanics, but there's going to be one card for each of the sets with an old mechanic sure. on it, and it might be a bit cr- almost like a masterpiece, like homage back to stuff. I like or, that. Or do ma- I, I, I do masterpieces of it? I don't see the problem with just in one set like that you just like like why we couldn't just have had let's say in Shadows Over Innistrad just had Brimstone Volley and it's got Morbid on mm. it but who cares uh, like like is anybody going to be hurt by that is anyone going to be upset by that is anybody supposedly cry? new players that's the oh, logic isn't it the logic because is because they can't the dum dums can't handle it see this is yeah. what I mean it's it's like they I mean can Arena handle... helps them Arena literally you yeah. right click on it it tells you what the mechanic does and does it for you so it's not like surely Arena should be lowering that barrier so we can have the occasional complex thing like morbid or or hellbent or similar you know? I, we don't want hellbent to come back because the mechanic was awful but we need him for the tutor reprints right so I, I think there's nothing wrong with just randomly having a hellbent card in the next set just yeah. to have and it's just what it is it's just that's weird you know, and and there you go. There but you that's go. The thing. So that, that's that's my other logic. So either there is a cycle which are they can even almost frame them and use the art to say these are old parts of old Ravnica that they're homaging. That, not not just like from our perspective, but like these are secrets that people don't talk about in Ravnica anymore, such as the infernal tutorage and stuff like that. Or they can, and this is a bit bad for reprints, but I believe they can put complicated mechanics and one-off mechanics on mythics. Or maybe rares because that's uh, where the complexity should be high. Shift so it up why to the can't mythic. yeah one single mythic and Rakdos have help in? Now right. it won't help with the reprint cost thing, but no. I just don't think it damages complexity, and I think it'd make for an interesting homage back to old school Africa. But maybe I'm an idealist, Brian. Maybe. Maybe I'm an idealist. Who knows? Well, you you want Sphinx's revelation and uh, 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 back. Just the two words combined, Brian, gets me like excited. I need to play more of it in other formats, but apparently it's unplayable in Modern and Legacy. So no, no, no. Sphinx's Rev sees some modern play. 
It used to, not anymore. Really? Like, I used to play You're it done. in Blue White Control and stuff. Yeah, blue, but... no, no, I told you, dude. Blue White Control, it's not there yet, but it's it's crawling. The format's too fast. That's it's the problem. Yeah, well, the format's too blue fast. Blue White Control is slowing it down. When you, it's well, slowing when you, it down. No, no, no. When you down. die with a rev in your hand, you're like, I can rev yeah. for one, but I'm dying by, what, seven? Yeah. Because there's five hollow ones in play because you phantasmal imaged one of them. Don't you're like, bad mouth hollow one. <laughs> hollow one's a great deck. That's a great, <laughs> oh, great no. deck. Great deck, great deck, love it. Uh, what do you think of anything that's going on in terms of the uh, storyline in Guilds of Ravnica? Do you follow that at all? Are you interested um, in I do a little Olas bit. I taking do a little over bit. the guilds? Are we gonna, this is my question. I wanna end on this. This is my question though. Uh, we are either gonna end with Ravnica uh, restored to the proper 10 guilds uh, uh, in power and balance, and it's Ravnica like we know and love it, or we're going to end with Bolas winning. And I don't think either is a very satisfying conclusion because we already have seen Bolas win and we've already seen planes like Innistrad and Zendikar destroyed or made unrecognizable. And Ravnica is so loved, so beloved, that for them to end with like the collapse of the guilds would just be, people would be so pissed off and I would be pissed off. But then what's the answer? We defeat Bolas and the status quo is returned. Yeah. So then how is that a good narrative? It's like, so what happened at the end of the story? Oh, everything was fine. You know, it's like the end of so, a, a so, episodic, you know. Yeah, exactly. Where are we going, Where are we going with this? You so know? part of me always wanted to see the guilds come together, unify as one army, and then in some sort of interplanar battle, fight the Phyrexians or fight the Eldrazi. Some big sort of like unifying thing. Sure. So that's one thing that could come of the restoration of Ravnica, I guess. Yeah. But if there was a fall of Ravnica, I would like them from a story perspective to use that as a catalyst to make the Gatewatch do things that they probably shouldn't do. Moral grey areas. Like yeah. Jace goes off and he's like, maybe I'll get the Phyrexians involved because they're the only ones who can beat Bolas. And they make stupid decisions or decisions that are morally grey, you know? Mm -hmm. That's the way I'd like them to take it. Um, I guess time will tell. I think the whole bolus winning on Amonkhet was quite... That was quite exciting. I mean, we, yeah. it was nice to see the Gatewatch... After they'd so I mean, easily was, dispatched I, the Titans. Sure. Was, I mean, that was I, embarrassing. I was definitely happy to see the Gatewatch get, you know, uh, uh, punched in the face a few times. I think someone should have drowned, you know. Uh, a certain someone should have... That would have been a really nice arc <laughs> for Gideon uh, uh, for him to actually have died in the final fight. And that, you know, because he had his whole spiritual journey and realizing that, you know, these these gods were not what he thought they were and this and that and the other. And, and I think that there was no real stakes. It's like we lost to Bolas, but we didn't lose anyone to Bolas that Yeah, had a we name. just lost this ca this character that we, like, Amonkhet, this character we just met. Just, right. Just dark, like, yeah. You know, that it, doesn't it, count. A bunch count. of faceless, nameless people. Uh, but... You know, I think that for Ravnica, we've we've lost a lot of guild leaders. So is leaders. that the stakes? Is that yeah. the stakes that you're wanting? Perhaps losing the guilds and Ravnica is the high stakes that you want from the story. But the, the, I don't want to lose Ravnica. I want. I, I don't want these stories. <laughs> that's, the, that's the hard stakes work, boy. Yeah, you but I don't, want, like, I don't. I don't understand why stakes, every but... plane we go to it has to be the battle for the plane's survival. Why is it always? Oh, I agree. 100%. You know, it's just it's it's like Innistrad will never be the same again. Zendikar will never be the same again. I. I want Ravnica to be the same again. I want Innistrad to and be I think, the same again. I think full-on warfare is also tiring. Well, I know we've joked yeah. about spoilers in some ways. We are in perpetual full-on battle. Right. And I would like a plane where we are talking a bit about political subterfuge. Sure. Or about or about the the attempts to overthrow a mad tyrant like in like a uh, Shadow Moor Lawin. Just more 
d- differing modes of storytelling other than big side versus big side X versus side Y, which we've seen over and over since sort of Scars block and and prior it would to that. Be, so, it would yeah. be interesting to see. So here's what I'm going to offer, and I know they're not going to do it because it's too subtle. But what I'd like to see is is we're going to defeat Bolas, but as a result of defeating Bolas, look at some of the guilds that Bolas corrupted. Bolas corrupted uh, the Azurius. Bolas uh, uh, corrupted the uh, Orzov. Uh, Bolas corrupted uh, who else uh, has he got? Uh, is it? Uh, the is it? And these yeah. are like these were kind of the respectable, educated. Uh, you know, this was the banks and the electricians and the lawmakers. And I really loved the Demir as heroes. That the Demir not only saw that something was going on, that somebody was corrupting and 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 polluting the natural order of Ravnica, but the Demir saw themselves as we keep the balance. We screw with information and manipulate to maintain the balance of the Ten Guilds. And I would love to see, and you know what? Rakdos is still in charge of Rakdos, so Rakdos is, I guess, on the good guy side this time uh, because he's yeah. not corrupted to Bolas. <clears throat> uh, and so what I'd love to see is if maybe at the end of this, if it was people like the Demir and uh, uh, the Rakdos and the Simic that saved the day, that maybe the power of Ravnica shifts. Like, like, and actually, I guess, like, the linchpin is going to be Jace is going to give uh, Vraska her memories back, and then Vraska's in charge of the Golgari, and the Golgari are going to be on the good side, and that'll tip the scales and stuff. Maybe Tessa uh, uh, takes control of the Orzov so and stuff. Th- so the next set, you want to see <clears throat> little um, Golgari what? creatures shambling around in suits going to the banks to do yeah. business and things you, well, no, no, you no, want to no. see the, sh- the, the shifting of the banks. The banks, the banks were yeah, exactly that's what i mean they've that's got what all I mean. the money they've got all the money now the golgari and and the like camera plans to, to insectoid yeah. creature behind desks right. like filing paperwork right right yeah? right no but i'd love to imagine yeah, it's that. saying that like imagine if we leave ravnica and it turns out that now the azurias for all their law magic they don't have a lot of power it's been stripped from them because they were so easily corrupted and they were they they and and the Demir are actually who uh, the Demir have to approve laws before it actually goes through the Azurius Senate, and and it's not even known. It's just like this. Un, it's just like listen, the Demir are our safekeepers and stuff, and and the Rakdos are are keeping an eye, and and this sort of thing where it's like the Golgari are no longer the second class citizens. That actually, if you were in the Orzov, yeah. now you're kind of shunned a little bit because of what happened, and the Orzov have to work their way back up socially. They're not the highest in the social order. Order, uh, well, of pristine, I, I think that's gleaming gold. They're actually kind of embarrassed, and I think and, all of that sounds stuff. really cool and really interesting, and could make for some very interesting storytelling. Um, but I don't no. know if a card. I don't know. Well, a, I don't know if a card game is the place where you can get the nuance that you keep, the, the nuance that that deserves. I guess. Um, obviously, the, the storylines that they put on the mothership and the, and the, the coming novels and stuff helps with that. And B, I just don't think they'll do that. Yeah. They're going to either do bolus, bolus succeeds or bolus fails. Right. Like, good guys win, bad guys win. Right, like. There's All right, one last. I'm going to end on a on a uh, uh, on an M Night Shyamalan twist. Okay, Shyamalan twist. Uh, this is my my M Night twist. Bolas wins. He takes He's over. He's allergic to water. <laughs> Bolas wins. He takes over all 10 guilds. The Gatewatch has mm-hmm. been defeated. They stand there. Jace looks up at Bolas and, he's, and he goes, we lost, Jace says. Ravnica is completely under his control. All 10 guilds, they're marching towards us now. We have no hope of defeating him. Exactly, Jace, said Bolas. You had no hope ever of defeating me. And now I have just what I need to save the multiverse. What? 
said Jace. You heard me. I need to save the multiverse from the Phyrexians. I was moving all these chess pieces into place because there is a threat to the multiverse known as New Phyrexia, and only I, Nicol Bolas, can stop them. And I needed Ravnica to, to be under my control for this. And if you join me, we will stop Phyrexia. And he extends the claw, you know? I... Do you want me to be honest? That's bullshit. Do you want me to be honest? Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> no, no, what I don't like about it is that it would be convoluted. Isn't why didn't he extend that claw like I don't know four planes ago when they were first started fighting over like Ugin the... told Jace, "Don't kill the Eldrazi. There could be bad consequences." And five minutes later, Jace killed the Eldrazi. Would exactly, you trust, would you trust Bo Jace? Bolas, would you trust think, Jace? Yeah, sure, but I don't think Bolas would extend a full-on fight for like several planes against creatures that might. Okay, he's a bit. He's a bit um, arrogant of his own abilities, but why would he not use why them? Why would he like not he kill the Gatewatch? He defeated them. Why would he not kill any of them? Why did he just, 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 you know, slap Jace over to Ixalan instead of snap his neck? You know, like, like, why? I, th did I, not I didn't know that was a was that a conscious choice of Bolas. I'm not aware of this. Was that a conscious choice of his? How was could, that? Just yeah, like the... he could kill them. Why didn't he kill them? He could have killed them. Not one of them died. Come on. Oh, maybe you're right. Then I mean, I, I yeah. wouldn't like it because it just seems it seems too like. Too many things have fell into place to set up a switch up, you know. Like, yeah, I guess. surely this conversation would have happened several planes ago at some point during the fight. He's like, "Hang on, Jace. The actual reason I'm doing this is for all great reasons and good things." And what? It turns out that Ugin was a Phyrexian all along. Is that what you no, want? No, it just turned He's out a, Ugin a was, was, was a jerk. A sleeper agent. It's just going to turn out Ugin was a jerk. He just was a self-serving jerk. And Bolas, Bolas is self-serving. But if you're self-serving, you don't want the multiverse destroyed. It's like I must save the multiverse so that I might rule it. You know? I mean, he doesn't want the multiverse being ruled by someone else. He doesn't. Wouldn't you rather rule over the multiverse as it is now? and it's infinite bounty and diversity, then it's all Phyrexian. And it's like, well, damn, I don't want to rule over that. That's boring. I need some so different worlds. Would you, would you support a bonus winning on Ravnica? The Gatewatch destroyed, half dead, scattered, you go missing, whatever. You had me at Gatewatch dead. Stop. You had me at <laughs> Gatewatch dead. And then, and then we see for the next few sets, we see a, a war between Phyrexia and Nicobolas. We've just got two villains fighting it out. I guess. Would it's you, kind would of boring. Like, kind of boring. You think that's boring? I yeah. Think, you know what's not boring? Lorwyn. We see fairies and kithkin sleeping by a pool of water with merfolk splashing playfully. Suddenly, a portal opens. It's green and mechanical and has eerie otherworldly sounds. The sunlight dabbled fairies look up at it with fear and then robotic horrors step out onto Lorwyn. Phyrexia has created an interplanar portal. They come forward, they come forth when suddenly Shadowmoor hits and those little sun speckled fairies suddenly grow claws and go <laughs> and they fly and descend like a swarm <laughs> of pests onto the robotic Phyrexians and they completely defeat Phyrexia because if there's one thing that will destroy the most horrific new Phyrexian, it's a Shadow Moor fairy. That's what uh, I'm... Yep. I'm, I'm game. I'm game. I want to see more Phyrexian divisions of the planes. Yep. I'm game for that. Yep. All right. I'm game for that. Uh, if people want to find you, Vince, where can they find you? I'm going to link another YouTube video of yours in the, the description and this time I'll link the correct video. <laughs> Yes, last week Brian did not link to the right video. Um, I am available on uh, YouTube as Pleasant Kenobi and on Twitch as Pleasant Kenobi. If you want to see some of these cards being played with in Standard and in Limited, I will be streaming on... Pause. 
pause, hold, the 16th of January. I didn't, I'm not pausing that at this point in the editing. I know you're not going to pause that. I don't, I don't care. The whole, it was more of a joke that you might pause it, but thanks for telling me you wouldn't, Brian. Thanks for the help, buddy. 8 a.m. 8 a.m. Pacific time, uh, onwards on the 16th of January, which is the evening from my time. I will be playing in the guilds, no, sorry, the Ravnica Allegiance's pre-stream event. I'm playing on Arena for several hours, so come hang out and watch us play with some of the new cards. Fantastic. And so, until we see you next time, let's hope that these Ravnica Allegiance previews coming next week, especially Monday morning from a certain community college, keep entertaining you as much as we have.